You can go ahead and shout one more time. Amen. That's fine. You're not going to outshout me, praise the Lord. I'm excited. I came excited. I'm not trying to get excited. Amen. God saved this old drunk joker from Louisiana, and now he has opened a door for us to go all over the southeast U.S. to go do outreaches, a big one, a small one. It doesn't matter how big it is. A great outreach is one you did. Amen. Bible says go into all the world with the gospel. If you got good news, you tell somebody. Anybody ever had a good steak? Anybody ever ate good food? Amen. It's not right to eat good food and not tell somebody where it's at. Amen. We love good food in Louisiana. We don't always know what we're eating, but we love good food. Amen. You don't even ask what, you, what it is. You just say, that's good right there. Amen. What is it? I don't know. We got it out of the ditch. Praise the Lord. But we, we'll eat it out of the ditch. We'll eat it. Crawfish. Anybody like crawfish in here? Woo! We have a crawfish ball. Glory to God. Amen. But uh, praise God, I don't know where to start on this because I'm excited to, about Apopka because this is our, really our first stop. Pastor Darrell, I talked to him and I said, uh, man, we're looking to go out and help people do outreach in their community. God's blessed us with all the materials. We got the semi-trucks. We got the box trucks. We got seven inflatables. We got stage trailers. We got, and when the Lord blessed us and we were able to go get all this stuff in one, two, three-month span, bam, it's like... Lord said, I will finance that vision. Yeah. See, we all trying to get a two or three car garage, but if you get excited about what he's excited about, you find the heart of God, amen? God loves to see people set free, healed, and delivered, amen? I don't know where you come from, but I come from a place of being messed up. I woke up in states I didn't know where I was at. I was literally drunk every day. I lost all of my checks on riverboats in Louisiana at casinos, amen? That's my background. I'm not getting much into that because it's really not my testimony because the Bible says we overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word that is now what we testify. My testimony now is what he said about me. Amen. I am blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming in, blessed going out. The head, never the tail, above and never beneath, more than a conqueror. Praise the Lord. I mean, you know, we ought to be good advertisement. When we get around people, they want what we got. My story, everybody got a story. Anybody got a drinking story? Anybody got a depression story? An ex story. That's my story, but now my testimony is I testify his word now. That's what I testify to. So he's been, he's been good to this old country joker from Louisiana is what I say. Amen. And he is only one who's been good. He has radically, radically changed my life. My family's still back home in Louisiana. There, uh, how many of y'all got family in your family tree? You kind of, you know, you don't claim and... Like, that's my cousin. I don't tell nobody, but uh, praise the Lord. That's my you got cousins like that, don't you? I got a lot of them in Louisiana like that, but they don't believe what God's doing. But how many of you know God can take anybody and do anything? You go read your Bible. He used some very, very peculiar people to radically change the world. Amen. And I believe he's going to use some of you. You're like, he's not going to. Oh, he will use you if you let him. Now, you can fight him. You can say, that's not me. I wasn't no evangelist. I wasn't an evangelist. I was all I did was played ball, grew up at the ball fields, and that's all we ever did. But then I met and found out about Jesus, and now instead of carrying a case of beer into the house, I'd walk in with a Bible, and I'd tell my friend, look at this, man. How come? I didn't ever know this, did you? They'd be like, man, get that stuff out of my face. I found out they only wanted to drink with me. They didn't love me for me. They loved me for just being able to hang with them. See, when you stop hanging with them and stop drinking with them, they really ain't about you. And I just had to figure out, you know what? I'm gonna, I, I put 16 hours a day in reading the Bible, getting in the Word, feeding on God's Word. And when you get close to Jesus, you love reaching people. Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. And if you're not hungry for the lost, I believe in these last days, if all you're looking for is prosperity, I need, uh, I need my bills paid, I got to get Verizon paid off and all the things like that, I believe you're going to miss God. I believe in these last days, and I know I was at the end of the service before this, and you're talking about the end times. How many of you believe you're living in the end times? How many of you believe we're closer today than you were yesterday? That's all. I'll just ask it that way. We got business to take care of. Now, right when all this pandemic, I heard we were, I heard we were having a pandemic. I don't know. I'm not participating in it. But I did hear something about a virus, and I saw a lot of fear hit the world. And really, to me, if the enemy is going to come in, like a, how I many you know, just a fear, and every media channel, fear, 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 scaring the hell out of people. 
Now, if the enemy going to come in and just start talking fear, and when I saw it, I made a Facebook video, a YouTube live stream, and I said, all of a sudden, they start shutting down stuff. Things are happening. I even, I mean, I'm not going to, I might say it, praise the Lord. I'm a little bit country, praise the Lord. So uh, I started seeing all these things happen, and I'm like, man, the church I know is going to notice what's happening because fear is not of God. And I'm like, man, the church is going to rise up and say, let's go take this world for Jesus. Let's take it right now. But then all of a sudden, six months later, we're at our church casting out the, the, the spirit of sissy. The spirit of sissy hit the church. And now we saw now, let's, let's go inside. There's a virus. Jesus ain't going inside for no virus. Jesus is going and lay hands on the leper. We, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I mean, really, I mean, really, I mean, did it look, the curtain was pulled back, though, on the church. Now, we don't lick doorknobs. <laughs> did you hear me? We're not running around licking doorknobs, but we're not scared of nothing. I fear nothing or no one, amen? We go into the world. How can you go into the world? Do you know the enemy's trying to get us inside? Why? Because his days are short. What would his number one tool be? Get that church inside. Make them close. I was so shocked when we saw all these people closing, and I'm like, I know we're in Florida, and we have a great governor and all this stuff, but any church, any, to close down a place that is the only answer. And when I saw all this, I'm like, man, the church is going, boy, this is, I made a video, and I'm like, I'm, so, I'm more excited now than ever before. Everybody's like, there's a pandemic. Why are you excited? I said, guys, it don't even take a real spiritual person to see through what's happening. Because right on the heels of the virus, now all you heard was racism on TV. Now, fear and division. Now, if you can't tell, the devil's talking. Boy, you got the devil preaching left and right now. Fear and division, fear and division, racism, 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 racism. I, I had a guy, I mean, and I still got a real good shot. Ain't nobody going to out shoot me in here. I mean, I could shoot a basketball. And I put a video on the other day. Don't, we'll go outside. And I'm out here, we, we got a cage, we put a cage basketball court up at our church. And the other day I put a Facebook video on of me going all the way around the world and ain't hit nothing, ain't even hit the rim, nothing but net, nothing but net, nothing but net. Somebody tried to be funny on there and they said, not bad for a white boy. I took offense, big time. I said, I ain't no white boy. I said, I'm not, a, not bad for a white man. I said, I'm not a white man. I'm a new man. And if you know you're a new man, you don't identify with. See, now watch this. The enemy knows that if he can get you to identify by your color, by your family tree, by your race, I'm a proud white man. I am not a white man. I'm a new man in Christ, and I identify with who I am in him. Boy, there's the world is being played by color, fear, division, racism, all of this kind of stuff. My only thing is now, if the enemy is going to come in talking trash, because I love talking trash when I played. I've already talked a little trash. Ain't nobody beating me, amen? But here's the deal. When I saw the enemy come in and start talking trash, I just knew the body of Christ was about to say, oh, it's time now. Let's go. Let's go head up right now. Because if, if you know, if you look at Jesus, what he did, the first thing he did was take the devil to the woods. Holy Spirit depended, descended upon Jesus like a dove. He was baptized with the Holy Ghost and power. Next thing you know, the Holy Spirit led him to the wilderness to be tempted of the enemy. Basically, I read that from Louisiana like, we go into the woods. Right now, me and you in the woods, and we're going to have this thing out. First thing he did was said, let's go. let's go. Now, where did this kind of believer go to? Now, you got all these people walking in church, looking defeated, looking sad, trying to get it. I flew over here on our airplane with a shirt on and said, I'm not going to get it. I already got it. You're not going to be blessed. You already blessed. God's not going to heal you. You already healed. I'm starting to get excited. You got to excuse me because God been, I don't know what God did for you, but I do know what he did for me. And it's just time for us. Just, it's not fair to take this to church. 
You don't get lights and bring them around lights. The light is for the darkness. The coach, the, the school that I coached at, I asked the principal, can we start a Bible study here? She goes, well, yeah, I don't know what you're going to get. I was coaching high school basketball. I said, we're going to start this uh, in the gym. The top is the upstairs part of the gym. We're going to start it right up here. We had about 10 or 12 kids show up to the Bible study. And after about two weeks of that Bible study, it turned into about 150, 200 kids showing up to Bible study every day for three years. See, you think people don't want what you got. People are waiting on you to show up with some good news, especially now. I mean, you know, right now people want to hear some good news. You can't watch CNN, constant negative news, and think you're going to get some good news. Y'all didn't know CNN stood for that? Constant negative news. You get on there, you're depressed. It's like, we're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. Everybody's dying. It's like, no, we're going to win. I've already won. I've already got it. Amen. So... Praise the Lord. It's time, though, right now. I don't believe we have right now. A lot of times we hear this scripture that, uh, that, that, you know, there is a lack of knowledge. My people perish for a lack of what? Knowledge. knowledge. I don't believe we have a lack of knowledge in this church. I can do all things through. By his stripes. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not, not want, not lack. Amen. Praise the Lord. He who dwells in this place of the most... Shall abandon. We know the word. There's not a lack of knowledge in the body today. There's a lack of urgency. If you only knew how close Jesus was to hitting them clouds and saying, come up hither. I believe you wouldn't be worried about your, uh, your bills as much. You wouldn't be worried about what you need to get done as much. You wouldn't be worried about your hairstyle and your biceps. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all got one. I got one ab, amen. Praise the Lord. How's your abs? I got a six-pack. Now I got a one-pack, amen. It's a one ab. Been working on one ab for a while, praise the Lord. But uh, praise God. I wanted to go over here, though, because this urgency has to hit. You need to understand you're, you're, you're created for this time. God knew you were going to be born in this season. If we're going to be the one that brings Jesus back, don't you think God did not make a mistake? God knows you. He knew when you were going to be born. He knew when you were going to come into this earth. And he knew it wasn't going to be Smith Wigglesworth. It wasn't going to be Amy Simple McPherson. It wasn't going to be John G. Lake or Kenneth E. Hagan. You here now. What you got? I'm tired of talking about what they did. I want to be the one doing it. Amen. I don't want to hear about them. I want to go do it. Praise God. Don't tell me what John G. Lake did. Tell me what you do. I go to church. I go to Word of Life over in Apopka. I'm not asking where you go to church. What you doing? What you doing? Praise the Lord. So it's time for us. Praise God. I do want to get into the Word, but it's a good Word. And the Lord gave this to me years ago because we've been about outreach since 95. We saw 10,000 born again in the woods of Louisiana, back rural area, not in the cities, but in the back woods of Louisiana. 10,000 salvations there. Since we've moved to Florida in 2010 in the Destin area and that surrounding region, we saw 10,000 born again there. We've seen lame walk and we've seen tumors fall off. How I many you know signs and wonders will... Well, what? Oh, we want to see a show in church, but don't you realize signs follow? You got to go to be followed. And if you're not going, nobody following. Where's all the signs and wonders? They out there. You want to see the dead get raised up? We're going to tell you. We're coming back. I'm bringing about 30 people with me. We're bringing box trucks. We're bringing an 18-wheeler, and I want to see every one of y'all. I don't want to see 10 or 15 show up for an outreach. It ought to be everybody. You born again, raise your hand. You've been called to go into all the world. You've been called to. Not me, not the evangelist, not the pastor, not the prophet. Not, no, we all have an assignment. And you might not do the preaching, but you can do the signing up. You might not do the signing up, but you can work the inflatable. Kick them shoes off before you get on there. Okay. You can do something. And it's going to be heard, too. I want your faith going big with me. 
Anybody can believe big in here? Two of us? Hey, don't take everybody. Amen. How many of y'all can believe big? If God's big and he lives in you, let's don't go believing for just about a hundred salvations. How many of you can believe for a thousand? We've seen it. That biggest crowd you saw was 3,000 people. The other one was uh, uh, between three and 5,000. And we had 700 salvations at that outreach. The smallest town we ever went to. We figured, well, I guess there's nothing else going on in town. So everybody came. Amen. It's like three. The town had 3,500 and 3,500 showed up at the outreach. I'm like, well, nothing else goes on in the Funiac Springs, Florida. So everybody just shows up and everybody came. And uh, I, we make this fun. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be exciting. It's not going to be religious. Hallelujah. How many of you know people know how to talk religious at church? See, I'm from Louisiana. I spoke in 50 white churches, 50 black churches. You know they're different. I like different too, you know. But I just found out everybody got a church voice. <laughs> well, <laughs> I went to Walmart <laughs> down over <laughs> by aisle three <laughs> and I found, <laughs> I said, I found <laughs> somebody. <laughs> and I said, that brother don't really talk like that. You know he don't go home and say, baby, <laughs> baby, <laughs> are we having turnip greens <laughs> tonight? <laughs> Do you think <laughs> we can get some ham? You know he don't talk like that at the house. Now, I got to get to the word, but and then I went to that old white church. That old. This time, we'd like to turn in our Bibles to John, the fifth chapter. John, the fifth chapter, and we'll begin reading in verse number 13. Excuse me, ma'am. That's enough. And, and... Ma'am. Well, then I figured out that dude probably don't walk in his house and say, darling, will we be having turnip greens for dinner tonight? Or, see, we got all this church lingo, church talk, acting like we churchy people. We know how to smile at the door. I mean, you know how to put a church smile on greeting. I know some people got it almost stuck on their face. But we got a real God who really moved in you by his spirit and by his son. He didn't come to make a religion. He came to make you a world changer. And we got a lot of people excited about church, but it's time. I, I believe the church in these last days, the ones who are hearing from God are going to be excited, excited about harvest. Because what will it matter if you get that car and then you've wrote, your street goes to hell? What would it matter if you got the raise or you didn't get the raise? Or what would it matter if you're believing for this stuff? You don't get to take stuff with you. All you can take with you is people. And we got to take as many people with us as we can take to get into the kingdom of God. And we got to say, you know what? You might not want to hear it. I don't care if you want to hear it. They used to tell us there's separation of church and state. Don't you know that? You got to be. I know, but really it messes up my witness. There's separation of church and state everywhere. They say, Roddy, you can go to jail for what you're doing. I said, man, Paul spent a whole lot of time in jail. I'll start a jail ministry, praise God. Not afraid of jail, and I'm not afraid of dying. If you were at first service, I welcome both. We'll go in there and turn that prison upside down. Amen. I don't have a fake religion. I don't have a church Bible study. Praise the Lord. Now go in the Word, if you would. Luke chapter 5. We're going to look at the Word because the Word is alive. But Luke chapter 5, it's a message I love to preach when it comes to outreach. I hope I got the introduction down. Some of you like me so far, some of you don't. <laughs> and you know what? It don't really matter either way. Not coming to make friends, we're coming to make you get stirred up enough to start something. Amen. Our job here is let the Holy Ghost talk to you so you don't just play church. Woo. You want to get people excited, you get them on the streets. You want to get a group of, when you're excited about the gospel, you go to the world. When you're excited about religion, you run to church. Good news will make you go tell somebody. 
This drunk joker got radically saved. I got to tell you about it. I don't know if you know Jesus, but I highly recommend you meet him. Amen. That's all I've ever known. The message is simple. God's good. He didn't kill your aunt. He didn't take your baby. The Lord took him. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Now are you mysterious? He's not. He always do what he says. He's good and only good. If the Lord's good, why do bad things happen to good people? Because, amen, God's not really in control. So we lost half the church. He gave man dominion from, from page one of your Bible. All you got to be able to see is he said, let them have dominion. Yeah. And he gave man dominion over the whole earth. Man got it jacked up. And from one man's sin, death reigned through one man. People say, why God make that happen? Man made it happen. I'm not getting into that right now. Luke 5, let's go over here. Praise the Lord. Let's start. Anybody ready? Praise God. I don't even know. I never know how it's going to go. Everyone's different. Amen. But this is a good church. This is a good church. I like this church. I do like you people. Amen. Some people are hard to preach to. They just look at you. Looking mean at you like they're mad about something. I've always wanted to just look back at them like that. Well, I mean, you can't do that up here preaching. You know, what you looking at? Why are you looking at me like that? Amen. I didn't do nothing to you. You don't even know me. Some people just come in mad. You, you figure that out? It wasn't even you that made them mad. They came that way. I mean, you know, Jesus can fix anybody and everybody, though. At your very worst, you're one decision away from your very best. Woo! Because as soon as you get in Christ, you got everything that was in him. Anybody glad about that? Luke 5, verse 1 says, So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he asked him to put out a little bit from the land, and he sat down and he taught, taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, underline stopped speaking. How I many know God will give you a word, then he'll stop speaking. Underline that if you would in your Bible. I know some of y'all got pens and paper and all that. You don't get to take this screen home with you. <laughs> Amen. Everybody says, my church has a screen with a word on it. I don't need a Bible. You need a Bible. And you need to highlight that thing. Amen. You need to write in it. You don't get to take the screen. Amen. <laughs> you got to have this word in your heart. But watch this. He stopped speaking. Why? Because he had done given them what they needed. And watch this. He stopped speaking and said to them, launch out. Say, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a, one translation says, a great catch. Launch out into the deep for a great catch. Now, I live in Destin area on the beach, one of the nicest beaches in the U.S., People vacation to our place. And I was sitting down there one day on the shallow or on the shore. Now, every now and then, something to wash up on the shore and people get excited. And that day, a hammerhead about nine foot long washed up into two foot water. And he was kicking around and I saw everybody jump up. I had my LSU hat on and my sunglasses and no shirt. Looked like a preacher. Have my preacher look on, and I'm sitting down there, and all of a sudden, everybody run to the water, taking pictures, and I'm like, well, I got to go see, I guess, what's going on. And I go over and look, and I saw that something big had come up in the shallow, and it got everybody excited for a little while. Now, here's the deal. If you want to see a whole lot of those, they out in the deep. See, we waiting on God to send our net breaking, boat sinking catch into the shallow. He is not sending it to the shallow. You'll get a little bit and he's just going. And why God blesses you a little bit, he wants you to know he's got a whole lot. There's a whole lot more where that come from. But watch what he said. Launch out into the deep for a great catch. Come on now. Boy, the deep scares people, don't it? You're going on the streets. We're going to what part of Apopka? That, we going south, north, wherever. I ask, what I ask is, where's the roughest part of town? That's what I asked when we come, wasn't it? I said, Pastor Darrell, where's the roughest part of town? That's where we're headed. Don't want no suburb. 
I don't want the country club. I want to go deep. I want to go deep. And see, we get excited at churches because I pastor. I've been pastoring 10 years. We get excited when a visitor shows up. There's a guest. Oh, my gosh. Somebody got saved that day. Somebody. Every now and then, the Lord will send a little blessing. I mean, you know, that little blessing is just a sign that there's a whole lot more that's coming. Keep reading with me. Verse number five. Simon answered him and said, Master, we've told all night. Hadn't caught a thing. Nevertheless, at your word, we're going to let down the net. And when they had let down the net, there was such a great number of fish that their net was breaking. Anybody want a net breaking catch? Because that's not all that's going to happen right here. The net's going to break and the boat's going to sink. And we're praying up in the shallow. Lord, bless me, bless me, overflowing. Money coming to me. Yeah. See, we've done heard so much faith that we ought to be the one stepping out the farthest. We done heard so much faith, we're going to be the one that goes deeper than anybody goes. But watch what he says. He says, they let down their nets and and, and they began to fill both boats because they needed partners. They signaled for the partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats up. Who are we? Partners with you. Why? Because there's a great catch in a popka. How many of you know anybody don't know Jesus in a popka? Oh, wait a minute. There's a great catch out in the deep. One or two may walk through the doors of the church and we get happy, but good news is if you get happy about seeing guests, the sea is full of them. A popka has people all over the place need to know the Jesus that you know. Watch this. Both boats began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down and said, Jesus, depart from me. I'm a sinful cussing man. I throw that in there because he was a cussing man. Some of y'all cuss, amen. (laughs) For he and all that were with him were astonished at the catch. How many of you can believe for an astonishing catch in a popka? Anybody still awake? Can anybody believe for an astonishing catch? You're like, I wasn't expecting this. Man, that whole field's full of people. Praise God. Where's your faith at? Is it just on your bills or is it on the lost? Jesus is about to come back. We can't be playing church. We can't be just singing our songs. It's not cool just to have the screens. When people might wake up in hell, there is a real hell. Somebody got to tell them. Now watch this, for he was, they were all astonished at the great catch of fish that had been taken, and they were also with James, John, and the sons of Zebedee, who were the partners of Simon. And Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Watch this, from now on, you will catch men. I'm going to make you fishers of men. Everything he just did was an example to show them how to catch people. Amen. Everything he just did was to show them how to catch people. See, we people catchers. And he says, if you want to catch and have a great harvest, it's not coming to your church. You're going to have to go in the deep. We've been wanting to see Jesus for years. I want to see, how many of you know, Jesus, if he was even here in the flesh right now, you couldn't hardly grab, get people to want to come to a church. Jesus is in there in the flesh right now. He got his white robe on and he's preaching. People be like, I ain't going in there. I ain't going to no church. I don't do church. How many know people don't do church? And I always wondered how come church don't do people? Well, say it again. Yeah. How come church don't do people the way people don't do church? See, it's like we're staying away. But if we'll go into the deep... There's a great catch. Say great catch. Great catch. But we get comfortable on the shores. How many of you ever got comfortable? See, church is shoreline ministry. Paying a budget is shoreline. That's, that's, that's shallow ministry. Singing songs in church is shallow. It don't take no deep nothing to get up in the church. Church is shallow ministry. And I say that and I'm a pastor. I know this. It don't take a whole lot of faith to come to the church. It takes some faith for the church to go to the world. And in the deep is where you're going to see your greatest catch. 
Don't be surprised if somebody dies at this outreach. We've been believing that the dead will be raised. Don't freak out. Oh, they're dead. Praise God. We're going to go, glory to God. We have been waiting on that. Somebody's about to get up from the dead. I mean, you know, you carry the power of God. You didn't get half of Jesus and you a third and you a little bit of Jesus. We all got the whole Jesus. I found this out years ago right after being drunk. My whole life, the whole Jesus lives in me. I didn't get a little bit of nothing. I got it all. Everything I need is right where I am. You open your mouth wide, he will fill it. You don't need the pastor and the evangelist to show up. You are the evangel. You are the message. You carry the glory. We, are, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. The world needs the glory that you carry. Look at this, but we love the shores. I mean, you know, you go to Destin right now, there's going to be somebody down there today, and it's still cold up there. They up there rubbing lotion on, and they got the little music thing here, and the umbrella. And how many of you know, they can even do their music, and their song, and their dance, and they're sitting there, and it's comfortable. As soon as I was doing that, and a hammerhead walks up, or don't walk up, he swam up. <laughs> the hammerhead swam up to the shallow, and all of a sudden, everybody gets excited. I found out that even people that are doing their song. How many of you ever got just, oh, I got a feeling during worship? You can get a feeling every day. This whole thing's not about a feeling. What if you went and found the people on your street and you ended up having to go to five services? He's not here to grow this church. We equip the saints for the work of the ministry. I don't know. But we like to splash around in the shallow. Say we did something. I went to church. (laughs) I got my praise on. I got my, who, hey, I got my praise. That's shallow. Anybody can go to church. God's not even impressed with it. Very last thing Jesus told us was go into all the, I mean, the very last thing he said. He didn't say go into all the churches. He didn't say run into every church you can and get your praise on. Bless, bless, bless. Some of y'all don't know Fred Hammond like I do. I had him playing on repeat in my car. I had a convertible Toyota Celica when I was coaching high school basketball. Anybody know Fred Hammond in here? Boy, I had him playing on repeat, and it was just blessed, 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 blessed. I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field. And I thought, man, it's just good to be a Christian. And the Lord said, I wish you'd stop playing. Because I was praying for the kids I was coaching in high school. I said, Lord, these kids are going to hell. They're all cussing and drinking and messing around. Send somebody. Send a laborer across their path. I prayed that. I said, Lord, send somebody. And the Lord said, uh, I did. I sent you to them. See, it's not even right to complain about the people you work with. You, don't you know Ezekiel thought that God dropped him off in the wrong valley? The valley of dry bones, God drops Ezekiel off and he goes, Lord, you dropped me off at the wrong place. <laughs> there's a bunch of death around here and there's nothing but death and bones everywhere. I'm in the wrong valley. Lord said, no, 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 I'm in the, you in the right valley. You speak life and you say, life be, light be, rub. watch this. And it says an army of bones rose up. And it says he made a sound, a tick, 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 tick. And the bones came together, skin came on them. The Bible says tendons showed up in them. Then it says a mighty army, because why? Even in your job, even in your family, where they may be still smoking the weed, may be still drinking the Budweiser, may be still running the roads, they might need you to be in their valley and say, life be. Thus saith the Lord right now, you will not end this way. See, we are the life carriers. We carry the glory. We are not a religion. We know Jesus. Imagine the old school disciples and all that you could say about them was these men had been with Jesus. They didn't say they'd been to Bible study. They went to a Bible study over there. No, they knew Jesus. Jesus touched their life and changed them. It's the only answer you got, and it's the only answer your cousin has. 
It's the only answer that the people in this town have got. Everybody looking to the government. The government sooner or later, you're going to figure it out, is not your answer. I'm believing we get the right man in office. I don't care who's in office. We need him in. We need him in. No, we need you in. I don't even know any president. Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, uh, Donald Trump, Joe Biden. None of them ever been up in my house. None of them have I ever met. But I got one that wakes me up every day and says, you're going to be blessed. Where are we going today, Jesus? I got See, Jesus in your house is more important than anybody in the White House. What I found out was I've been radically blessed through all of them. Democrat, Republican. I want a Republican in there. Whatever. I don't know. I was radically blessed during Obama. We got 5,000 saved during his term, his presidency. I'm not a Democrat by far. Not at all. Not a Republican either. Just like I'm not a white man. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You think I'm any of that? Not jumping up into that trash. I got too much to do. Too much going on. Too many people to reach. Too many people to go lay hands on. Too many people to tell God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. God is on your side. Now watch this. All you got to do is yield to him. Everything changes. A pop could turns out perfectly when they're serving God. And he is preaching it early. Jesus is coming back to rule reign for a thousand year millennial on this earth. And how many of you know when he comes back, it's going to be all right. There won't be any of this division and racism. And they're all pumping that stuff and it's all a lie. The fear will be gone. What's our answer? Kingdom, culture is our answer. We got to get the kingdom out. Kingdom has been good at coming in, but it hasn't been good at going out. And I found this out. You ever heard that saying, there's a plenty of fish in the sea. There's plenty of lost people in a pop cup. But I found out a lot of time, the church is not going to them. Why? Because it's not real safe out there. I'm not even talking about a virus, because I don't fear that at all. That's overhyped big time. It's just overhyped media. I know people die from it. People have died in our church. And in, not in our church. No, they hadn't. But in some churches I know. It's real. There's plenty of real viruses there. You knew how many was in this room right now. You'd freak out and run. You'd run right now. There's so much stuff in the air. You'd be like, I can't believe that's in the air. It is, and nothing by any means shall hurt me. I stood on that scripture. People said, you're a radical. I said, no, I'm a believer. Jesus said, uh, he said, behold, I give unto you power and authority to tread on serpents, scorpions over all the power of the enemy. Nothing by any means shall hurt you. I said, I'm standing on that during this whole thing. They said, that's radical. I said, no, it's not it's at all. Again, I'm not licking doorknobs, but I'm also standing on the word. Amen. I'm a believer. Believers believe. I mean, you know, dogs bark, cats meow, tiggers bounce. Believers believe. Believers do what? Say, I'm a believer. If you're a believer in here, raise your hand. Let me make sure everybody, this might be an outreach. Amen. Praise the Lord. See, believers act like something. I'm not the sad crowd. I'm the joyous bunch. I'm not, the, I'm not the boring crowd. I know a Jesus who parted the Red Sea with a blast of his nostrils. I got power living in me. I don't have a good Bible study or a good theology. I got Jesus, the God that made it all lives in us. Man, I'm getting happy. I'm starting to get excited. Anybody excited in here? Woo, you holding on to your seat? Get ready because we're just about to start. Amen. See, we want a net breaking boat sinking catch, but we want God to send it to us. We want a net breaking boat sinking catch, but we want God to send it on up into shore. I'll be right here, Lord. Money cometh to me. Blessing cometh to me. Harvest coming on in. I'm calling the harvest in. It'd be good if you could do that. You can't. Oh, messed up your faith there, didn't it? He even said, go out and compel them to come in. 
God feeds the birds with air, preacher, I know, but he don't bring the worms to their nests. They got to go get it. Say, go get it. How many go-getters in here right now? Anybody go-getters? Amen. I don't work nowhere I don't own. Amen. I don't work nowhere I don't end up running the place. Praise God. Some of y'all find just getting second best. How many, of how many know you don't have to settle for second anything? And if you're looking to see the work, anybody want to see the works of the Lord? Is that all? Anybody want to see the works of the Lord? Anybody want to be used by God in these last days? Amen. I hope you get your promotion, and you probably will when you start serving him. See, what I found out was when you get busy with his business, he gets busy with your business. I wish the Lord would do something for me. That's the wrong way to talk. He already did it. He did a lot for you. He gave his son. He gave his spirit. He gave his word. He gave you the kingdom. Fear not, little flock. It's your good father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He gave you the whole earth, the heavens, even the heavens of the Lord's, but the earth has he given to the children of men. He gave you the earth. He gave you the kingdom. He gave you his son. He gave you his word. He gave you his spirit. And then we're going out there with our hand down. We're bringing 100 bicycles down here, and we're bringing about 30 or 40 tablets. People say, why are you giving away stuff? God so loved the world that he, shouldn't the church give? People are going to come up and say, what's the catch, big daddy? Nothing to catch you are. We're about to catch you. That's what we're coming after right here is you. Not going to say that, but we're in our head. You you finna be caught. Finna is a Louisiana word. I don't know if y'all say that in Florida, but we say finna. Finna? Finna. We finna catch you. We say half words, you know. We don't want to say the whole thing. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm, about, I'm about to go to lunch. You don't too? I started preaching and they're like, huh? What'd you say? You'll get it later. Amen. I thought you were led by the Spirit. Praise the Lord. The works of the Lord. Is he going to show up in the Word of Life a pop cut? No. Now, we, we see the Lord work here. But this is where the kings and queens gather to get fed the word to go out. That's all this is. We're a gathering of believers. So you come in here and get filled up and equipped so you can go out there and do what we're talking about going to do. I plan on seeing every last one of y'all. I mean, I mean everybody. You might say, well, I'll just sit. Just go sit in the corner and pray. If you don't want to get up on, I want to use some of you for games. We do a pop lock competition. I found out Louisiana people dance way better than Florida people. I mean, you go to Louisiana and you do a pop lock competition and you got some j- folks that can dance now. Florida, they like. I'm like. And then some of them, you got to throw them off the stage because they do some crazy kind of dancing, but praise the Lord. But I'm wanting to go out and see. See, in the middle of all that, being good, God's good. God's good. And then we stand up and start preaching. See, you're a sinner. You're going to hell. They're like, oh, goodness. All you had to do, if you'd have told me I was a sinner when I was drinking a case of beer every day, I'd have said, yep, and I'm a good one. I'm not a little league singer, sinner like you. I'm, I'm not drinking a two. I'm not a social drinker. I'm drinking to get tore up. And I found this out in church. People that social drink in the world, they socially pray in the church. How many of you know a radical in the world comes over into the church and turns into a radical for Jesus? Is any radicals for Jesus in here right now? Any radicals that say, I lived all out for the devil. I'm about to go all out for King Jesus. I'm not going to live for God a little bit. See, but I found out if you, you're used to a little bit living. A little bit of drinking, a little bit of smoking, a little bit of this before you got saved. Paul was killing Christians and he ended up writing the Bible. See, you think I was too bad for the Lord to use me. No, you a prime candidate. Amen. It's the bad ones that God says, I'm going to take the bad and I'm going to turn them for King Jesus. Everybody knew me. I had my own seat at the riverboat. When I quit going, they said, what you do? I said, man, I, I got born again, man. I found life, really. I've been played for 23 years, but now I'm not being played no more. And then I just started reading this thing right here and just believed it. It's not a Bible. It's not a church book. 
It's the word of God. And then I come over here. And then, how many of you want to see the works of the Lord? Amen. Turn over here if you would. We're going to read one more scripture. One more scripture. I'm just, I don't know. I'm try- My whole assignment here is to get you stirred up about one month from now. We're coming back in one month. We're coming with a team of 30. And we have bought the box trucks, the semis, the airplane. We bought the inflatables. And we are coming with a uh, motorhome that'll haul 12 people. You don't have to come if you don't want to. But you got nothing better to do. I just feel a boldness hit me, amen? You ought to invite everybody on your street. You know somebody not saved you work with, have them there. We're giving away free stuff. Everybody likes free. They'll knock you down at Walmart for 70% off, 30% off. You go Black Friday. Watch them Black Friday videos, 50% off flat screens. They running over people. We've been freely given all things in Christ. How many of you think now we ought to be able to get excited about, man, why are you so excited? I got it all. I don't have a little bit. I got it all. I am loaded. I said that when I was broke too. We were broke, been broke. It's how you act when you broke. See, if you need money to make you happy, then money can make you sad. See, if you need money to get you happy, then money can make you sad when you don't have it. But what if money don't make you happy nor sad? It's just a tool. Is this all right? Because, man, I don't even know what I'm saying. (laughs) I don't need money to get me happy. I was happy before I had it, happy after I got it. Amen. Ten minutes. I set an alarm. Smartwatches are pretty cool, huh? Your your hand starts vibrating. (laughs) Church is almost over. Pastor's doing this. Put it on snooze, amen. Got five minutes. If they go up again, you know we got five. Hmm. Psalm 107, verse 23, New King James. Let's go. I'm ready to hit a popka. Anybody ready to go with us? Need more than the 20 that signed up so far. There's a sign up sheet somewhere, huh? 29 signed up so far. Need to be about double, triple that, amen? So we, we do expect you to be there. I, I remember every face in the room. Every face in the room. We're driving in that morning. Amen. We, I, I need to get with lady. Who made the flyers? What's her name? Nikki, I need to get with her. Praise the Lord about the times. We're going to probably start the one on Friday a little later because it says 2 o'clock. I don't even think kids are at school then, so we're going to back that one up a little later. And then Saturday will be about 1 or 2. I'll get with you on that, though. Praise God. Amen. Psalm 107, verse number 23. Psalm 107, verse 23, New King James. Hallelujah. Man, God been good to me. Amen. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Amen. He's awesome, isn't he? Anybody got an awesome God? You don't act like I said, anybody got an awesome God? See, I was there the night LSU beat Florida by a touchdown. Some of y'all Gator fans, amen. I was at the game, 19, when uh, Joe Burrow and them were tearing up everybody, and it was tied, 20, uh, 31, uh, 20, 20, let's see, it's 28, 28, and then all of a sudden, the, if you've ever been to an LSU game, you know there's some crazy Cajuns over there. And here they go, Burrow to chase, boom, touchdown, bam, boom, slamming, praise God. <laughs> Nobody in that crowd went, I said, anybody excited about Jesus? Hey! 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 Glory! See, you ought to get excited. See, if you can't get excited in here, you need a whole lot of help. This is a safe place, Big Daddy. It's time for you to act like you really know God. Whoa! Why are they dancing? I know God. You ever heard somebody... How you doing? I know God. <laughs> you ever heard see somebody say, how you doing? I'm on fire for God. <laughs> Are you really? I'm on fire for the Lord. <laughs> really? Don't nobody know? It's like, how many of you ever know if you were on fire, you'd look like something? <laughs> how many on fire for God in here? <laughs> hey, glory, I'm on fire. See, fire. We need a Holy Ghost fire. See, a fire will get, 
That's why the cloven tongues of fire come to sit on people. When the Holy Ghost showed up, fire came. Say fire. Not a religion, not a Bible study. He said, I'm coming with fire. And everybody got their own fire. Cloven tongues of fire set upon each. That means you got to maintain your own fire. It ain't my fault you depressed. It ain't my fault you down. You got to maintain your own fire. You got to stir yourself up. Those who go, say go. Those who go, go, say go. Those who go down to the sea in ships who do business in the great water. Say go. Those who go down. Those who go. Verse 24, I'm about to dismiss. They see, say see. Anybody want to see the works of the Lord? They see the works of the his wonders in the Is he coming to the shallow? Uh-uh. He said, I'll visit you in the deep. You know, we sing songs. Lord, please visit us here. Visit us here. We welcome Holy Spirit in this place. Come here. He said, no. I'm out here in the deep. And if you want to see the wondrous works of the Lord, you're going to go out in the deep. You'll see the dead raised. You'll see cancer fall off. You'll see the lost saved. Anybody want to see it? I don't want to talk about it. I want to see it. I don't want to preach about it. I want to see it. I don't want to talk about Peter walking on water. I want to walk on the water. There's 10 or 11 disciples got to preach a sermon about Peter walking on water. They all were in the boat and they all heard, come. They all heard, come. They all heard the same thing. All the disciples that walk with Jesus. You got five. Can I get five? Next one that goes off, we're dismissed. They go down and go out. See, the going is where you're going to get the showing. So you thought God was just going to show up at your house and jerk and jiggle. (laughs) I felt the Holy Ghost in church, praise the Lord. God, not, I mean, that's fine if you felt the jerk and the jiggle in church. That's cool. But you can have a, you, you can go walking with him every day in the deep. You don't have to wait on a little blessing to wash up to the shallow. You can live out in the deep. This faith life is fun. It's exciting. You don't have to go skydiving. You don't have to go bungee jumping. You can just live by faith. How I many you know that living for God it should not be a boring thing? But I found out that there's not a whole lot of folk going. A lot of fish in the sea, but a lot of folk not going to them. See, we're sitting on the shallows of church. The shore, the shore is church. The deep is out there. North, is it north of Popka? North and south of Popka, we coming to hit. Those that go will see. Anybody believing right now with me? All we need is two of us agree together to say, you know what? You got two? We're going to go out and see the wonders. Say wonders. Anybody believing for signs and wonders? Isn't it funny? We think they're just going to show up. You got to go to them. You go out in the deep and they will show. Now, it's not about a number of a crowd. I'd love to see a thousand. And I want my faith on a whole bunch. But if there is, if there is somebody there that meets Jesus, man, what a success. This old drunk joker did not get good, did not get in church, did not get religion. I got Jesus. And I've been changed since September 19th of 1995. And I don't want a religion. My wife's an RN. She used to be. Now she's full-time at the church. I, I told her, I said, if there's ever any religion in me, please help get it out. She liked getting everything else out. You know, it's like, <laughs> chase me around the house with a needle. <laughs> like, I don't take them things. Amen. Praise God. But I don't want a religion. I want to know this, I want to know this God. He will use you. He will use you. You lay hands on somebody at that Apopka outreach, you'll get them healed. You lay hands on somebody at Apopka outreach, you'll get them healed. 
you stand up and just testify to somebody and say, I know God and I, I love him. Amen. You might not even know what to say. That might minister to them. And then when the altar call comes, they heard you say, God's been good to me. And they had nobody good to them in years. But you just saying, I love God, man. And the next thing you know, we're giving an altar call and they come down front and say, that guy over there told me. That guy right there said that God's good. I didn't know about a good God. I thought he wasn't good. So that preacher just said, if I want to know him, come on down. See, everybody got a part in here. It's not even fair that you just go to church. It's not even right. Everybody on that sheet needs to be signed up. Where's the sign-up sheet? Don't have it? Pass it around. It's in the foyer? In the foyer, if you could... We're going to ask everybody, but I'm not done right now because the Lord told me to do this before we leave. I have to stop in St. Augustine on the way back to look at another stage that we're going to purchase for all these outreaches. This is, this is our first. Then we're going to Kentucky. Then we're going to North Carolina. Then we're going to Tennessee. Then we're going to Arkansas. Then we're going to Louisiana. See, this is, we're not, this, God's not playing these days. You can either get in, get out, or get run over. Amen? You play in church with God, you're going to get left behind in these last days. It's time to go get the harvest. How I many know people that are farmers, they got harvest machinery? People look up and say, why do you need that airplane? Because I need it. Amen. Why you got to have that 18-wheeler? You don't need all that. You ever seen them poor people? Poverty's talking people. Why you need all that? Man, this costs money to get this thing done. I mean, even water costs money, but it is free. Water's free, but it costs money to pipe it to your house. Amen. There it is. We're out. Y'all leave at 12? I do want to do this, though. Those that go will see. Those that go will see. Sometimes it's a step of your faith. And the Lord told me to do this flying over here. And I'm going to ask everybody to stand to your feet to make this easy. Real easy. We're going to go through this. And the Lord, I'm just going to do what he said. I asked, I've already asked Pastor if I could do this. And we're going to do it. Anybody right now, that wants more boldness to witness to people, come to the front right now. Anybody at all, and I'd be the first one up here. You got to look around and see people coming, don't come. But if you need boldness to witness, boldness at this outreach, boldness to stand up and tell people, and here's the deal, everybody needs some more. Everybody. Now, if you plan on being at the outreach and you need to just be there, we want you to stand behind them. If you come into the outreach, come on down as well. We're going to do a prayer. I want to pray over you. I believe that the Lord has put some stuff in us to draw out of you. You carry the Holy Ghost. Come on. You carry the fire of God. You carry the anointing. Yeah. God needs every one of you guys, every one. And when I touch you and I lay my hand, I, don't, I might have a word, I might not, probably won't. Lord told me just to lay hands. And when I do, I believe something's going to just activate. Yes. Come on. That's the way this stuff happens, amen? It's spiritual. And I believe God's going to touch every last person. Amen. Is anybody out here or, or down here that need to receive Jesus? And it, this isn't an outreach, but is everybody here saved? Amen. If you're not saved, raise your hand. You need to receive Jesus. Raise your hand. Hallelujah. Now we're going to deal with the people who are full of God, full of the Holy Ghost, and believing for radical revival. Amen. Is that you? One more time before I come to you, just lift your hands real quick and shout with a voice of triumph. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text... 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Yeah.